Warning, this is a gaming podcast. Barely a gaming podcast. It's May 10th. This is episode 9, and in this episode of the podcast, we will be covering some of the latest news. One that was popular for being popular. Talking about games we were made to play. I really like being the tyrant of the city. And more. <laughs> Much more. Bang, bang, bang. Good morning, evening, night. My name is Nick, and today I'm joined by the absolute best people I know in podcast. We have Gwen here with me. Hey. We got Morgan. Hello. And we have Eli. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. How's it going, everyone? What have you guys been doing? How you guys been playing? You know, the usual. <laughs> Eli, what's up with you? Uh, not too much. Having a pretty good week so far. Um, yeah, nothing too new, I, I suppose. Uh, you want to know how you've been playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing some Frostpunk, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Frostpunk? Frost punk. Did I say that funny? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> then we're playing some Super Mega Baseball. It's, yeah, I don't know. I've just been trying to play through like a, a season of like the franchise mode for some reason. And then played some more Elden Is Ring. this the first one or is Super Mega Baseball the first one? I thought they just had a sequel or something that just came out or something. No, I actually, yeah. Remember. I'm playing Super Mega Baseball 3. And apparently it was just bought by EA, and so I think the next one will actually have, like, MLB players and stuff, too, which is interesting. So, Oh. Yeah. Well, the characters right now, they all look very interesting. Like They're very cartoony. Yeah, very cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. When I say interesting, it should Yeah, I keep playing it because the gameplay is actually pretty good, (coughs) even though, like, the graphics are, like, pretty cartoony. Um, Yeah, it's it's not a bad game. All right, go ahead, Morgan. How... How have you been? What you been playing? <laughs> um, I've been good. No, things are good. Um, I am just like so overwhelmed right now with the idea that all I played last week was like Candy Crush that I can't think of <laughs> even what I did with my normal life. <laughs> so pretty. Um, this I want to dedicate this podcast to my elder brother, Ethan. This is for you. Um, I just reached level 2000. So I knew you'd be proud. And I want <laughs> I want you to know this is all for you, bro. Anyway, yeah, no, that's literally I haven't played any other games this week, and I'm like kind of sad about it actually because I didn't realize it until we came around to today, and I was like, oh my goodness, not just Candy Crush. <laughs> 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 but that that was it. That was that's literally been it. Um, game wise, I oh I guess I have been getting back into perler beads. Like I've been making some fun little crafts and things and. Maybe I'll post some of those on the Discord if it's not super obnoxious and meh. No, you should. They're super cool. <laughs> they're fun. Of, kind of fun, I mean. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah awesome. I agree. They're yeah. very cool. <laughs> so, yep, that's me. How about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a ton of stuff this week. Um, I was playing Blasphemous, which I uh, played a little bit of last week before the podcast. Uh, yeah, this, that was the one I was hoping I, I hoping I would like a lot. What was that, Eli? Yeah, I was just, going, I was just wondering how, how you've been liking it. Uh, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> the art style is cool. The gameplay is so stiff, though, and like the upgrade system is not intriguing to me at all. So I only played it like two hours, and I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. It, yeah, it just doesn't feel good to play. It's like Dead Cells, but slow and clunky. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it looks cool. It's got crazy art style. And like, that's what I was saying last week. Like, it, it's like that super like gory game. Essentially, this guy puts like a helmet full of blood and just puts it on his head. I don't know. It's, it's a weird game. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like a crazy, like almost like exorcist style or something. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> but the other game that I was accidentally playing last week, Curse of the Dead Gods is actually awesome. It's a mix of like, uh, Hades mixed with uh, what's that? What's that card game uh, where you put out the cards and you go up the tower essentially? Oh, uh, Slay yeah, Slay the Spire. That's a fun one. Yeah, we, we like that one. Yeah, it's a mix between like Hades and Slay the Spire, and I'm actually really loving that game. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a really good. Play, I put about like six hours in that over the last couple of days. It's really fun. Uh, I tried out FIFA 22 uh, yesterday and today, and uh, I probably put like four hours into that. I made. A character and then uh as soon as i got into a different mode it had me import a character i was like okay good it's gonna use that same character i just made nope it didn't uh use some just like a default character so i made my character again and then i made my character again after that for every mode essentially played uh one match of one mode so wait wait it, it, they... <laughs> it doesn't save the character it like it every time it makes you remake it Each... or there's each uh, different mode. So there's like a FIFA arcade thing called uh, Volta. So it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like, it's like a FIFA street or something. And then there's a, a career and then there's a pro clubs and they all let you create a different character for each mode, essentially. So you don't have just the one set character for everything. You can make your character different if you wanted to. I, I made mine exactly the same for every single thing though. what do you think of the opening for that game? I just played the opening today <laughs> for FIFA. Uh, did you, did you do the opening of the career? Just like just loading into the game, it makes you go to a cutscene, and I think it's career that that it leads you into. Um, Where you're like playing soccer on the street and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was really fun. Um, when I actually got to the actual tutorials, though, I thought they were terrible. Like, I it was driving me crazy because it's like use the right stick to pass forward, and then you push the right stick, it does nothing. Then you have to push X, and then the right stick. To like skip past that dialogue and then the next time it doesn't have you push x so then you're passing it to no one oh it's frustrating <laughs> yeah but uh yeah no that uh intro tutorial i thought was awesome um my guy was just running around in his socks i thought that was funny <laughs> <laughs> you just because you're essentially you start in like i don't know paris or something and you're you just uh i'm guessing you meet some famous soccer player that i i'm not familiar with um then you go down and then you just you wake up late and then you just start running, doing the tutorial like through the street, which is, it's just fun. Just how it has it all set up. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fun, but I also thought it was kind of like interesting too. like, maybe it took a little too long for me. Like I was just kind of like, okay, I'm done. Let's get into like some real soccer, but (laughs) that's just me. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I wanted to skip through the cutscene, but I'm glad I didn't. I mean, it's not that long. It's 10 minutes to do the whole thing essentially. But yeah, it really didn't take too long. Although I guess playing the game at the end took a little while. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I did of that. Um, I also played Guardians of the Galaxy for a few more hours. Uh, yeah, so I also played Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt that came out last week. It's a free-to-play game in the style of like a Fortnite or an Apex Legends. You pick between like one of uh, eight or ten different vampire like archetypes. You can customize them. And then you just kind of jump into like a city, like a, like a Paris-type city or something. And uh, it's at nighttime, and then you just go and you eat people, uh, like just random citizens to get. That's how you like level up your abilities, essentially. And you also just pick up different weapons, but or something. I'm very, very bad at it. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's pretty fun though. Still like the movement feels really good. Uh, yeah, I want to play more of it though. I just, yeah, I've been playing it on and off a little bit. And then the last thing of the week, cool. I beat Elden Ring last week. So that was cool. Wow. I finally got that done. How many hours? How many hours? Uh, I beat it at like 212 hours. Um, <laughs> I could have finished it probably like 30 hours earlier the way I was playing, but I uh, felt like I needed to get everything before I finished. And uh, that was kind of my, my, I guess my biggest problem with the game is essentially that uh, finding some of the things like, like two entire areas of the map essentially are very, very obtuse. I don't, it's not very. It's hard to find those things organically, and I wish I would have just finished it earlier and then not done that part because that was kind of just like checklisting, which made it a lot less fun. But yeah, I'm gonna go through it uh, two more times, get the platinum. The, the last two times, you only have to beat you only have to beat two of the bosses, and I think you can beat the whole thing in like uh, the whole game in like an hour or two. So it's not not that big of a deal. Yeah, but like once you beat the game, do you keep all your leveling up and perks and stuff like that? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, if you go into a new yeah. game plus and you're just tearing through all the bosses, they've gotten stronger, but it doesn't even matter. Like you can kill the boss that gives everyone problems, like a uh, Margoth the Fell or whatever. You kill them in one shot, so it's it's satisfying in a different way. Going back <laughs> through it, but yeah, Sweet. that's it for me. What about you, Gwen? How you been doing? What you been playing? Been doing good and just been playing Sims 4 <laughs> pretty much nonstop. What made you pick that one up? Because we talked about it a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And I was like, huh, yeah, I really like Sims 4. Um, and then I also did try SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. What a name. Think of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just rolls right off the tongue. Um, I, I liked it actually. I would probably go back and play it, um, a little bit more. It's completely mindless. It's just right up there with the show. So, <laughs> What kind of game is it? Yeah. What? Like, is this? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Actually. I don't know what kind of game it is. What, what do you feel like the, who's the audience for this one that they're aiming for? Um, I mean, kids for sure. Um, you fight robots or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's robots. (laughs) You fight robots and um, there's like platforming in it. um, And, um, you you know, you get his like spatulas and things like that. And Gary talks to you sometimes and everyone's there. (laughs) Squidward and Mr. Krabs. So, yeah, they're all there. And then to open new areas, you have to get like certain amount of golden spatulas and... So is this a good game like um, for younger kids too, or is it more like younger, like teenage, like, yeah, like are we talking like Jackson level or are we talking like Lily level older than Jackson and Lily level? You know, I, would, I th- oh, go ahead. I think Lily could definitely play it for sure. Um, and I think it's five. playable for yeah. Jackson as <laughs> well. Like 11. No, he's 12 now, isn't he? I don't know. No, he's 11. <laughs> Oh, 16. Oh, okay. Really you know what? Know. <laughs> oh, dang it. That's unacceptable. Oh, at least Not I put it up instead of down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I think Willie would, I think Willie would like it. And I think she'd do just fine with it. I mean, it's kind of like 
you know, platforming like in like Mario. So like, I mean, if she she plays that game, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, she does pretty good with that. So, yeah, one. yeah, she she would totally she would crush it. Where does the humor in it lie, though? Because I mean, I'm probably not going to let a five year old watch SpongeBob the cartoon. But I mean, if you if you do, I mean, then a lot of that goes fine. over their heads, though. I mean, like, I, not that I really enjoy the show myself, but a lot of that would mm-hmm. go over their head. I don't. I don't think I've read anything inappropriate. It is reading, though. Oh, so okay. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely go over Lily's head right now, maybe. So you, you got to be there or with them and uh, read all those, those dumb SpongeBob jokes for them. <laughs> <laughs> I can tone it down if need be. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Turned on all those edgy SpongeBob jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, hey, if that is the last of our gaming uh, updates for this week, let's move on to some news. All right. So jumping into the news, we have some sales numbers from Nintendo. Um, as of March thirty first, twenty twenty two, they have sold one hundred seven point six five million Nintendo Switch consoles, which that's a lot of consoles. <laughs> that is a lot of that's consoles. A lot. That's a lot of consoles. Especially with the shortage and everything that happened. I'm kind of surprised that that was still climbing as well as it climbed. Yeah. Um, and then we also got some PS5 numbers too. Um, PS5 has sold 19.3 million units as of March 31st, 2022. And again, the Switch has been out for a while now. A little bit, five a little bit over five years. years. Yeah. And the PS5 has been out for about two years. And generally, consoles sell, sell the most, like between years three and five, I would say. Um, so we should see those numbers jump up a lot. One of the biggest issues with the PS5 has just been availability as well. Man, yeah. They have not been around too much. So um, so we should see those numbers jump up, but I don't know if it'll ever c- catch the Switch. The Switch has sold a lot. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, where did, where right. does that put the switch in terms of like all time best? Is that like third or something now? Like behind the Wii and the PS2? It's something it's like that. The Wii. Is it over the Wii? It might be over the Wii. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just behind the DS, honestly, in all consoles, but I could be wrong on that. Um, yeah, I thought the PS2 had like 140 million or something. So, oh yeah, the PS2 sold a lot too. So it's probably behind just the DS and the PS2 and then probably the switch. And then the Wii right after that, which is pretty crazy to be overtaking the Wii. That was like one that was popular for being popular for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe famous? (laughs) That's like a Kim Kardashian popular for being popular. (laughs) Yeah, the Switch is basically the Kardashian of consoles. (laughs) <laughs> the switch is the Kardashian of consoles. Oh my right? goodness! There you go, right. babe. Okay, let's click on this link here. This well, is this will lead us to the top ten uh, best-selling games too of the Switch. You didn't click on it, babe. You just clicked on it and then clicked you to click on it for me. You got to click it once and then click the link. Yeah, you like. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, there we go. It's the uh, the arm of the mic is like hanging over me a little bit, so I had to do some ninja <laughs> stuff to get to it. Um, some of these sales numbers on these games too are just like pretty ridiculous. Um, so first we have Mario Kart Eight Deluxe with forty five point three three million um, units sold, which that's pretty nuts. There was a bundle with the Switch for a while, so that probably 
boosted some of those sales. Didn't we get that with our Switch? Actually? We did, but we bought it separately. No, that came with a Switch, with our Switch, didn't it? <laughs> no. Oh, really? We, we were, well, I mean, I didn't know that. It wasn't a bundle for like a couple of years. That though, sounds like a not, challenge. <laughs> like a I think you had to have known that because when we got the Switch, we only had Zelda. Was that the one that we, next like, episode? Morgan's uh, going to prove him wrong. Uh, that's not <laughs> okay. Not oh my happen. goodness! Well, it's but so yeah. funny. Funny story. So, like, I was we were standing in line. And we had our friends standing in line at another store, like, so we could get it day of, because we hadn't pre-ordered it, um, the Switch. So we're standing in line at Target, and we have friends standing in line for us, just in case we don't get it at Target. And they're at Best Buy. And so, so that's Andrew and his younger brother. Um, and, oh my goodness, those poor guys. It was cold. It was so cold. So so Andrew and Max were in line there, and, and I'm like eight months pregnant. Standing in line at five in the morning outside of Target, like thirty minutes from home, and we got it though. We were like far enough up the line, we were able to get it. So it's just like that's why I married you, babe. <laughs> I'm willing to go to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, she will go further than me. <laughs> well, she's eight months pregnant oh in the freezing cold. It was so cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I freezing know, cold because it was like March in or it was like March in Idaho, so it's cold then, <laughs> windy. I had a chemistry test in the morning. <laughs> that I couldn't miss either. So we had to get up early. And so that's what we brought our friends along to. Just in case I had to leave early and I didn't get a switch. They were so nice party. about it. That was like, that was the coolest thing for them to do. So that was uh, Andros from Nintendo Pals and uh, Max was there too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was his brother. Yeah. And they didn't even get switches, right? No, they did, they decided <laughs> not to do it that day. And then Andrew was like, oh, man, we should have. And they used so, my Switch like half yeah. a year. But I guess they deserved it, kind of, because they oh, yeah. helped out. Well, like, I think Andrew beat Breath of the Wild on our Switch, didn't he? Yeah, he did. The first time. Yeah. Does he own it now? We need to ask him. He does own it. He does own it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, going on. Sorry. Do we want to just do these quick? Oh, uh, actually, yeah, actually okay. speaking about borrowing stuff from you, I, I, was, uh, I also played Fire Emblem uh, Awakening. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Yeah, so I did that for a lot, a lot last week. A lot. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, continue. We'll get into that. Yeah, we are looking forward <laughs> to hearing all about that in a minute. These sales numbers are pretty crazy. I'll just read them off um, because they're all just like pretty nuts with just how millions, high they are. Millions. Like some of the best selling games of all time are on the Switch. Um, we have Animal Crossing New Horizon, Horizons with 38.64 million uh, units. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with 28.17 million uh, units. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 26.55 million. Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield with 24.27 million. <laughs> Wait, read that number again. Uh, 24.27 million. <laughs> I don't think I need to read it. I mean, like, I, I misunderstood and I'm looking at the number. <laughs> I know. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey with 23.50 million. Super Mario Party, 17.78 million. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl with 14.65 million. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee with 14.53 million. And Ring Fit Adventure with 14.09 million. So just crazy numbers all around. They have done an excellent job with their first party sales and just yeah, zero third party, party on that list. Too. Yeah. Zero first party, you said? I said first party. No, zero third, no, zero third oh, yeah. party games on that list. You're right. Zero third party games, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, though. Pretty nuts. Oh. Well, yeah. 
What else do we have for news? Okay. Um, so tomorrow there is a Nintendo Indie Direct. Um, so take a look at that. That's 7 a.m. It came. Pacific time. Oh, I guess I should say it may have, it's probably already out by the time this episode has come out. Um, <laughs> I guess I have to remember that. So probably something we'll talk about in next week's episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, curious to see what everyone thinks about that. Feel free to tweet at us or put it on the Discord if you have any thoughts. Um, Do you want to cover the question regarding this right now? Sure, yeah. Let's go ahead and cover it. So we got a question this week by Monkey Thunder. Any predictions for the Indie Direct tomorrow? Well, one thing I would say is that historically, I, I feel like we've gotten some shadow drops in the Nintendo Indie Directs. So I'm going to predict at least two two shadow drops. Shadow drops like an updated uh, trailer game, for for like Breath of the Wild or something? I don't like when a game drops without any warning. Like a new game that nobody's like, heard of you talk drops new, that new. same day. Okay. Drops right. that same day. Or it's a game that people have heard of and didn't have a release date and releases that day. What's the one that Mike is waiting for? Prime. Oh, yeah. Not Splatoon <laughs> 3. No, it's an indie. It's an indie. So oh, duh. Like, I forget. Uh, I forget. My bad. Yeah, My bad. Smaller, smaller I, I was just, uh, yeah, totally <laughs> off there. But we could see something like... You know, <gasps> Chocolate Factory? Oh, that would be cool. But or whatever that one's called. <laughs> Dang uh, it, I can't remember. Yeah, no, not Chocolate <laughs> Factory. The Haunted Chocolate Your most anticipated Haunted Chocolate Factory. game of the year. <laughs> the Haunted Chocolate no, Haunted Chocolate 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 It's not called that, is it? <laughs> it is. Oh, man, you guys know better than I do, and I'm so excited for that game. <laughs> Dang it. It's your number one game. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's so sad. Whatever. It's the man, like... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Go on. Go on. <laughs> what other predictions? You expect two shadow drops? Yeah, two. So one of them, I don't know. We're gonna see like um, Silk Song would be a good Silk one. Silk Song. What's that? Um, that is a follow up to what's that bug game? I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> no. What is it? Nick? No. Uh, I can't even think of it. I would ding it. <laughs> Don't laugh at me for it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm allowed, I didn't bring it up. Hollow Knight. There we go. Hollow Knight. There we oh. go. Boom. They already had a name in it. Pro gamers. Yeah. So they have a name for that one. And we know that it's coming out at some point. Could come out anytime. So hopefully we get some more in- info on that. That'd be cool. I don't. I kind of doubt it. But What studio are they out of, though? Like, I know they're indie and everything, but what's the, the, their studio name? Um, uh, Team Cherry, I think. You have a good memory, and yet you didn't remember that. <laughs> hey, Morgan. Making stuff up, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Touche. Touche. You win. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, man. I don't know of any other indies that are coming. I, I just guess we're going to get one more. Those are my predict- predictions for the indie direct. Do you guys have predictions? Because I don't have any. I. No I don't have any predictions. I want to see, uh, I don't even know if it's coming to Switch, but I want to see uh, Baron Breakfast. I want to see more on that. It, that's a cute game. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Yeah, you're what a little bear and you're on a little bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. It's called Baron Breakfast. Yeah. You're just a little bear running a, a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Is it like a <laughs> Diner Dash style game or like what? What I, is it? I think a so. lot more chill than that, I think. Yeah, cool. like a Diner Dash, but easier. Nice. Hopefully. Not stressful. Diner Dash, but unpacking style yeah oh oh spoilers. oh okay all right all right so many spoilers okay 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 okay, okay. what's the next news thing it's not yet oh man okay 
I don't know okay. what we're talking about now. Uh, we have, I think, one more news piece. Well, two more news okay, pieces. we'll go ahead and jump into that then. Um, this one was surprising EA to me. EA Sports and FIFA have entered their partnership. Um, EA Sports will make uh, soccer games what we call EA Sports FC instead. And that'll be after next year. So and I believe I'm- this year they're going to come out with 2023. And then next year they're going to come out with a new game. So I don't know, I can't remember anyways, who brought this up on the Discord, but it was a good point um, that um, they speculated maybe this is because um, EA, uh, EA Sports is like trying to, you know, sell the company or like um, another indicator that this is, that there's a sale potentially going to happen. Did you bring that up? Who brought yeah, that up? that was me. Oh. Thanks, Dave. I'm, I'm a genius. I c- <laughs> I People bring up a lot of good points on the Discord. I couldn't remember who said it. <laughs> well, and you probably said it better than I, I did, too. I was thinking, you know, when companies end partnerships that they've had for a long time or consolidating things, like, maybe that could be a sign. I don't know if that's the case for this one because it could just be, like, you know, FIFA was not, like, having a good relationship with EA sports. Maybe they didn't think they were getting, getting enough money with their partnership from EA. And so splitting for that reason. Do they have a history of like contention like that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You're speculating. Okay. I wasn't it sure. Could be. Okay. Um, Eli's I did hear some that. drama in there. But I did hear that FIFA will also be making their own sports game too now huh. okay so, and i don't know who would be making that though they don't have a team i don't think yeah i, I don't know i mean they I have enough money they could probably hire a team there I are guess. there is another like um soccer league called pez that maybe they could partner with that's been making games for a while that soccer games hmm. yeah well cool let's move on to the new game releases for the past week of the last week whatever so i'm just going to go through these pretty quick and we can talk about any that stand out to us so Oh, and actually, before I talk about this past week, I'll jump back two weeks. Uh, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, uh, that came out. And I believe, actually, Andros from Nintendo Pals uh, did a, a live stream of that. What did he do for that? It was fun. Like, I watched a little bit of it. I can't remember what it, what it was exactly that he was doing. But he, he did several endings, and it was it was interesting to watch. And um, some of it was dark humor, and, and but a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I like the voice narrator person guy. Anyway, um, and then for new releases this past week, we have Trek to Yomi, This War of Mine, Final Cut. Oh, boy. How do I say this? How do I say that, guys? Yuiden? Yeah, you got to say it like you're doing like Yoda. a Haruken or something. Oh, yeah. Yuiden! Okay. Yuiden! <laughs> you guys are so horrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yuiden Chronicle Rising. Um, Salt and Sacrifice, Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt, and Citizen Sleeper. That sounds like a Russian sleeper spy thing, the last one. Anyway. No, it's just a, it's a napping game. Nice. It's <laughs> my game then. I'm going to play it. Okay. So that just about wraps it up for the week. No one wanted to talk about any of those. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually wanted to bring up a couple of those. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice is like a 2D. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What? A 2D Dark Souls type game. And uh, yeah, no, I played the first one, Salt and Sanctuary, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it. It has co-op, and I think Salt and Sacrifice will have uh, online co-op this time, so that should be fun. Uh, I cool. Blood Hunt was one of the games I was playing last week. Uh, I should want, like... Maybe all of us to play that together once, or just I don't know. Morgan would probably have the most interest in it. She plays Fortnite. 
uh, and then Stanley Parable. Uh, I think everyone should probably play that one. That, that game, I think it's pretty short and it looks really fun. Yeah. It's a lot like that other game that I hated watching my son play. Uh, <laughs> there is no game or something like that is what it was called. But this is like a first person version of that, essentially. But I think this one does the humor a lot better. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. Apparently, the humor was really good in this one. Apparently, this one is basically like the Stanley Parable 2 along with per- Stanley Parable 1. And they just called it that also. Oh, okay. Deluxe. So it's like they added so much content that it's like basically a second game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, since no one has anything to talk about for the games this week, <laughs> uh, we'll just go ahead and then take, a, take an ad break. <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by. <laughs> Sorry, let me start that over. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay. This episode is brought to you by FPS Bananas. When you want to blast bad guys and look super cool, grab a banana. It's one of the only fruits you can hold like a gun. Fires and burst. Classic. Bang, bang, bang. Laser. And pretty much everything in between. Best part is when you need to reload, you get a tasty snack. Dum, dum, dum. Here. Cover me. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Loaded with potassium and fiber uppercut. FPS bananas are sure to keep you fueled up and in the game. For another tasty tactical snack, try out our tactical limes. This podcast is also brought to you by Sweet Dreams Tea. Rated ZCC by Metacritic. This tea will make you. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good until (laughs) until Nick had to tell you the Z Z Z. I don't know. Is it triple Z? Is it triple Z? Z Z Z here. I was like, am I supposed to say Z Z Z or am I supposed to say Z? It doesn't matter. I don't care. (laughs) Well. Thank you again to our sponsors. We couldn't do the show without you. Okay, well, it is time for Make You Play. Okay. (laughs) All right, now is the moment you've all been waiting for, probably. (laughs) Actually, I really have been excited for this segment, like all week. I've been looking forward to this. I have have too, to be honest. We've kind of kept our opinions and thoughts to ourselves so we're we are finding out in real time like what everyone's thought about the game so far just like everyone else (laughs) um yeah so excited for it um just a reminder gwen had roller coaster tycoon deluxe deluxe yep um i had frostpunk morgan had unpacking and nick had fire emblem awakening so we'll go ahead and start with gwen and uh, yeah, so I guess uh, you can go ahead, yeah, and just describe the game or whatever. You know, like we'll we'll probably ask you questions as you go. Okay. Um. So the roller coaster tycoon game. Um. Basically, you build an amusement park for the most part, and um, there there's different like there's different levels that you can choose from. Some start off with a an amusement like a ride in it or something that's good 
um, and then you have to build on it, then, or some of them are completely, uh, some of them are completely empty and you just create your own amusement park yourself. Um, I tried a little bit of all of it. Um, I tried building my own. I tried where I started off with one ride in there and then developed it from there. And then I also started, and then I also did the last one where they have a full fledged park and then you have to add things into it and, and things like that. So that's basically the gist of it. (laughs) What were some of the things that you liked and what were some of the things you didn't like? Actually, before Um, that, before that, before that, how long did you play? Would you say ish? How long did you spend on this? So according to Steam, I played for five and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Likes, dislikes. Um, so <laughs> I, um, I don't, <laughs> I did not like the objectives. I tried to achieve the objectives. I failed. Um, I, the tutorial was uh too slow paced for me. So I got impatient and I left it, <laughs> which I don't advise doing. <laughs> because <laughs> then I didn't know um, how to do certain things. Um, like apparently you can use money and set up advertising, um, which probably would have had me complete one of the objectives the first time I played through. Um, but I didn't, realize it until the very end so that I just mashed the ads for as long as I could and (laughs) still didn't achieve the objective. So if I had started it sooner, it's entirely possible I would have got it, but I didn't. Um, And then it was interesting how you added the little people in when they did their jobs. I liked adding the little people in, but again, I skipped the tutorial. So explain what you're talking about right there. Um, So there's maintenance people and engineers and then basically when you hire them you you have to it's like a little claw machine and you put them (laughs) place them into the game it's actually like the cutest thing ever i really enjoy it because then you just like plop them down into the game and then they start running around but it took me a few minutes to figure out how that would how that was working and 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 all of that stuff and um and then I, uh, what else? I don't know. Did I like anything? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you liked the little claw machine thing. That's something. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, I, I, I guess I like the, cause I did get sucked in, um, when I first played it and I played through the entire time, like to complete the objective. So it's easy to get wrapped up in it and to be like, okay, I'm so close to, um, like whatever year it is. And then hopefully I meet the objective. So in that way, it was easy to get sucked into it. Mm-hmm. But since I didn't, since I failed the objective, that kind of got frustrating. And I didn't proceed beyond that to see if like, okay, they give you until year six or something to achieve it. I didn't really go that far. Cause then I just got kind of mad and I was like, whatever, I'm done. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they one. do. We'll start a new level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure once you once you fail the the first objective that they give you, I don't think that they give you any others. 
Um, I mean, like they okay. let you keep playing if you want to like mm-hmm. continue to to like you know max out this park and make it amazing or whatever. But I'm pretty sure that they uh, don't give you others further objectives. I mean, no. that'd be cool. And so, like, if you so if you fail that objective, like you fail, like you're just done. Yeah, you're just done. I mean, like you again, you can keep playing, but yeah, you're just done. You you've you can just keep playing, though. but like there's nothing to go for. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Other than well, just like well, see, whatever. That even annoys me even more then, <laughs> because you would still want to like try to go for something. I mean, I don't know. I like. I don't. I can see how it can be fun. I just got tired of it very quickly. So, would you recommend yeah. it to anyone? at all anywhere um i i can't even like compare it to like another game like to give an example to some like morgan what what would you say this game is like so so if i could be like you know if i could think of anyone and be like oh i think you'd like this game or i'd be like compare it to this game and if you like this type of game then you might like this game um, kind of like a city builder. Yeah, it's a city builder. It's like a, a tycoon game. They have lots of tycoon games now. Like there's the dinosaur tycoon one that that's pretty new. Um, that I never played tycoon. Uh, well, I I'm, did I'm play trying to think. City yeah. Well, I played when I was l- little. Um, I would play Sim Farm on my grandpa's computer. Um, I never knew what I was doing, but like you know, you had to make sure that the you could tell by the music if you were doing well or not. The music would slow down mm-hmm. if your crops and your animals were dying and everything like that. Um, or if things are just like you, your farm burns down or something. So um, I don't know. Maybe part of the reason I enjoy this so much is purely nostalgia. Maybe going back to a game like this isn't, I almost said feasible and that's not the right word, um, isn't realistic to recommend to new players who haven't played any similar games to it. I don't, I don't even know what other games are similar to it other than like, yeah, Sim Farm. Uh, Dinosaur Tycoon, what, what, <laughs> whatever that one's called. Yeah, so this isn't I, going I quite like that. I expected. I fully, I fully <laughs> expected Gwen to like this one. To be honest, <laughs> I, th- I thought for sure. Are you gonna have you played this one yet? Uh, I, I probably have at some point, but not recently. Well, I also wonder, Gwen. I wonder if I'd if I had been there to hover for like the first thirty minutes or so. That usually helps. Okay. Like, or may, maybe it's obnoxious. I can't tell. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Whatever. No, I'm, I'm serious though. Like maybe if I've been she, there, just be like, oh, actually, did you know you could do this instead? Or, oh, actually don't, don't click that. Or, oh, that's how the, you dropped a little bit. I don't know. Um, maybe if you have like a buddy who's like already a pro at it, give you a couple tips at the beginning quickly instead of the slow tutorial, maybe that could get you into the game or maybe not. I, I think it definitely would have actually. I mean, because even the the tutorial, not only was it slow, it was clunky. I couldn't figure out what it wanted me to do. And Mm -hmm. maybe if I even called Nick over and been like, hey, like, I I just, I don't understand what it wants me to do. Um, But but I I don't know. I feel like the tutorial should be like a no brainer type thing. Right. No, the fact that it was so clunky, maybe I was having an off day. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was just really difficult. And, um, once I did get further into like actually building and I, I did actually, I did have to read about how to adjust the landscapes. 
um, I watched some YouTube video because I, I was told I was completely, um, it, I, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't understand how to adjust. Cause like there's a real hilly place that you get. And I was like, how do I just make a, yeah. yeah, I was like, how do I do this? And, um, so yeah, I, I did have to, um, jump into a YouTube video and they instructed me and, um, so thank goodness for that, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, thank goodness for wikis and the internet. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I do like it. Uh, I do like the awards that they give you. Like one of the first parks that I got into was the, um, which one was it? Um, dynamite dunes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off, you start off with like a really cool roller coaster. Like it goes like in like a mine shaft type thing and, and it's like the main attraction. And then you kind of build on f- off of it from there. And, um, so like they already had like, like a really good one ride as it was. And so it was easy to build off of it and, uh, put more rides in and stuff like that. And so I really liked getting the, <laughs> which is probably silly, but getting the rewards for cleanest park. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. That one. Cause like, I made sure I hired. <laughs> yes. I hired so many maintenance people to keep it clean. I never got any of that award for the rest of the time that I played. <laughs> it was a lot harder. Um, uh, but yeah, I, and I do like how you can, you can go in and you can, you can literally click on every single person that's in the park. If you wanted to, you can see if what their thoughts were on a ride or, um, of, you know, if they bought a slice of pizza, if it was too expensive for them, or if they're feeling sick because the ride made them nauseous. Um, and I really liked, um, that part of it and exploring that. Yeah, man. No, like this makes me want to go back and, and I, I mean, now that you're a pro, <laughs> but like go over a couple <laughs> things with you so you can, I don't know, in, enjoy it more. <laughs> like it's talking about the game makes me want to play just by myself, but it also makes me want to yeah. like help you like give you another chance with it. Like, I don't know. She already gave it. I a know <laughs> you did. <laughs> you can you can make somebody play a game next week, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Nick, you wanted to play this next week, right? <laughs> Eli, Eli, you're on the roster. <laughs> oh my goodness, this will be a running gag. Like, many- who's next? <laughs> Morgan, how many of the other roller coaster tycoon games have you played? I've played Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I haven't played whatever the newest one is because it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I I think I have this thing with my head <laughs> that's like, if I've played <laughs> the old version of something, I dislike most of the time the newer one. For example, mm. I loved the classic Pokemon top-down, um, you know, Pokemon Gold, Pokemon um, uh what was it crystal i can't remember but a lot of the older pokemon games i loved those for the game boy or for whatever the system was and um and i i do not enjoy the newer ones arceus or arceus however you say it was pretty good you know they did a pretty good job with that um but it again 
the old ones were just so much better. Same with Roller Coaster Tycoon game. Same with uh, Fire Emblem. I just like the originals. I, I enjoy them more because I have this awesome memory with them. I, I prefer Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 or whatever to the like the ones that I've watched Eli play, which are cool. They're like super awesome stories. The gameplay seems like it's for the most part good um, and and user-friendly and stuff, but I, I just prefer the classics i don't know morgan just walks around with big, thick glasses just that are nostalgia <laughs> probably do <laughs> really though <laughs> oh man yeah I, so, was, I was just bringing that up because I, I think i would probably recommend starting with the second game because the first game doesn't even have widescreen we didn't even we actually didn't even change any true. of the settings for like yeah. screen resolution because i didn't know that was an option you have to click on the the floppy disk icon, which looks like a save icon, but it's not. It's options. <laughs> and in order to yeah. change the screen resolution, which she actually never did. She never. She only played with the lowest screen resolution the entire time because we didn't know you could change it. So I mean, I do too, just because I'm like, I don't helped. care. And it's it's old school. Or whatever, yeah. So Yeah, that's not know. anything that I ever care about you either. Would, you yeah. would have noticed the difference, though. The icons don't take up half your screen anymore. The You know what? The little claw thing, dropping the little guys down... <laughs> It still looked great to me. So it's what saved the game for Gwen. No. <laughs> okay. Well, rating, rating this. Yeah, bear claws. Out of ten bear claws, how many bear claws do you give it? Uh you don't have to worry about breaking my heart. It's okay. I'm holding there right now. <laughs> I'd have to say four point five. Four point five. Yeah, okay. that's not a lot of bear claws. That's not. That's, not. Not. <laughs> that's a failing grade for the bear claws. Wow. <laughs> she doesn't like bear claws that much in general, though. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fritters are better. That's true. Fritters. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, thanks for giving it a fair chance. I appreciate that. Like for real. It's I. I enjoy it still. And yeah. All right. Well. Okay. So I guess I'll talk about my game now. Um. So I I played the game Frostpunk, and how would I describe this game? This is a post-apocalyptic survival game where everything is frozen over in the city, and you are in charge of building this city to keep people alive, as as many people alive as you can. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's just, it's super, for some reason, the world is frozen over, and it's just like super cold. And as the days go on, the the uh, temperature just gets progressively colder. So that's kind of the basics basis of the game. Um, I played. Well, let me just give a story of how I played this game. Um, so I played this game for about an hour on the PS5, and it just I don't know, it just didn't really click for me. And then I was like, oh, I can play it on Game Pass. That'll that'll help. And so I played it for like an hour on Game Pass. Just because you wanted the mouse? Just because I wanted the mouse and uh, keyboard clicking just to make the menus a little bit easier. And I did like that a little bit more, but it just didn't really click. And so then I was like, I should, I just need to give it like a, a good shot, I suppose. Um, and so then I played it and I don't know, at, at some point during the game, like after learning it, like the beginning of the game, like the first few times, like <laughs> um, everything just like started clicking. And I was like, Man, I really like being the tyrant of the city. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> the tyrant. <laughs> because as you as you play the game, there's like different decisions they have to make that are like 
hard decisions, like to keep the most amount of people alive. They did a really good job with like the skill trees that you have. Um, like you can choose to, um, what's a good example? Like, for example, you can choose to put in like, oh yeah, you can choose to make, uh, you can choose to have your children work or not work. Uh, so you when I played, pick that option. So I, I played through, I basically have played through it like twice kind of, I'm, I've played through it once and then I did everything the opposite the second time. So the first time I didn't make the children work. <laughs> he put them in like a safe, warm I place. Or a whatever. safe, warm place and they don't get hurt as often. And they're just not as much of a liability, basically. And I think that affects hope, doesn't it? It's- yeah, I think it does make your hope go, go up higher. So there's these two meters mm-hmm. as you go along. There's a hope meter and there's a discontent meter. And if your discontent gets too high, then the people of the city will overthrow you. Um, but if your <laughs> hope gets yeah. too low then the people of the city will also overthrow you. <laughs> so it's really like, it's really interesting yeah. because you have to balance like the tasks of like making sure your city's warm enough, making sure the people have food and uh, one other thing, <laughs> but making sure your people have those resources, but at the same time, making sure that the people don't rebel against you at the same time. And a lot of times, like I said, that makes it so you have to make tough decisions like to, please people or to keep people alive and to make sure you don't get overthrown. So yeah, just kind of brought out my inner, like, you know, dictator. And (laughs) (laughs) I ended up, yeah, I ended up really enjoying it. Um, Yeah. I don't think city builders are games that I normally get into like very much. Like I said, it took me a little bit to get into it. Once I realized like all the rules and, and stuff that helped out quite a bit. Um, one, Wait, you said city builder. Is is this in a similar game category to Roller Coaster Tycoon? That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's essentially the same game. It's, yeah. That's, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, all the death. <laughs> it's a city builder, yeah, with all those extra, like, components, those survival components. Um, yeah, one of the things that I really liked about it as I was playing that probably helped me out a lot as someone that doesn't play a whole lot of city builders is that you can stop the time and think about things. So I really enjoyed that. Like you can stop time, like decide how you're going to spend resources or do things like that. You know, get more coal, get more wood, get more food for your citizens. Um, or, you know, decide what kind of law you're going to put into place. Again, going back to like those laws, they're really, they're really interesting and that's another thing I liked with it because, for example, like you can decide to bury your people in the cemetery when oh, they man. die. This is this is super fam- family friendly right here coming up. So <laughs> <laughs> you can decide to bury them in the cemetery and that will help out with hope. So when a person dies, it won't make it so the hope in the city doesn't get, go down too much. But if you um, decide not to do that, if you decide to just throw the bodies not in the cemetery and just leave them outside, like it hurts your hope a lot more per person that has died. But then later on, you can use those bodies oh, for other man. things. Like you can <laughs> use those as uh, organs to help your medical facilities heal faster. See, I like this dictator stuff, babe. I'm just telling you. Too, I never would have thought, me, you know, like, let's not go into politics. Not yeah, going into politics. I wasn't planning on until this game. No power like to Eli. No power. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the most wonderful souls just turn black. 
He's um, like, yeah, throw your bodies outside. We can use it for parts later. Cool. Oh, yeah, you can use it, you I can live use off it to make your uh, medical facilities <laughs> yeah. faster. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and then later I... on, you can use those as fertilizer in your food growing places to make your food grow Isn't faster. Isn't that delightful? <gasps> like there's also, all... you know which way he went for sure. <laughs> I went the other way first. Like I said, I played a, a different way the first time, and then I went back and played the other way so I could see both the paths and what they would do. Um, <laughs> yeah, just really interesting, like the the way that those paths go. Um, really, really cool, I think, in a way. So were you, were you playing this game with mouse and keyboard? I did play it with mouse and keyboard, and I liked it a lot more that way um, okay. rather than a keyboard. I know you three have actually all played it with a keyboard or with no, a yeah, controller. No, yeah. And so, you know, it works just fine. I just happen to prefer with a mouse and keyboard. Well, also the, the text was pretty small on the, on the TV. And so I understand why you would have preferred this because you could easily go to the different menus and stuff, but also you could read things a lot better on the computer because it's that much closer to your face. Yeah. That so. was another thing too. Text was a lot easier to read. On a computer. It was really small on the TV. I didn't even realize it until he went back to play it after I'd had like a year plus break from playing the game. So, yeah, it's really small. Yeah, it's font. very small. Yes. When I played a couple of weeks ago, I was like, whoa, even Nick was like squinting. We're both squinting and trying to read it. And I was like, how do we do this before? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if I was playing it again, though, I'd still probably use the controller. I just love all the radio menus and how the city is a circle. I thought all of that just worked nicely. Yeah. I think I would probably yeah, do keyboard was- and mouse if I had a chance to do that. But I mean you lose some of the details. It is only the it is only the PS4 version. But I and it's a it is a graphically impressive game, even even that version. I imagine that's yeah. even better on PC, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I like like the narration at the beginning, even though it wasn't a big part of the game, but like the narration yeah. at the beginning was set the tone pretty well for the game, I feel like. So speaking of tone the tone did not affect your overall mood in real life after you were done playing for the day. A little bit, a little bit. That is probably <laughs> another downside of the game is that it is pretty depressing. Oh, it's though. so depressing. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you get like a pretty big city and then like half of them die off and you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing else I could have done to keep them alive. Actually. Well, I won't, I won't spoil too much of the ending, but I, like I said, I did make it all the way through the end and you, let's you just say there was a lot. Yes, but let's just say there were not as many survivors as I probably would have liked. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> How many survivors yeah. did you have? Yeah, uh, I think I ended up with about sixty. About sixty survivors. Okay, but he made so did you it. Finish it both times. You said he played through twice. I haven't. I am. He's still playing it through the second through time. Getting through the second yeah. time still. Oh, okay. So, and like I said, choosing exactly the opposite things at the second time through. And so that has made things interesting too, because I think I learned a lot more about, you know, I was doing things a lot more strategically the first time rather than this time. I feel like I have a really great city, but everyone tries to overthrow me, you know, like, Hey, <laughs> those Londoners. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, you're a little bit cold. All right. That's fine. Like it's negative 50 outside, but who cares? You little whiner. Right. <laughs> no, just kidding. But <laughs> well, it was so funny. Cause last night he's playing it. And I'm sitting over in the chair behind him, and and he, all I hear is, Duh. like just like with you know with gaps and stuff. But he's like constantly like heavy sigh, 
Oh, I sigh. You know, just like so frustrated and like restarting it over and over. It's well, like from this past save thing. I guess had. one thing, yeah. Oh, man. It is important to save your game manually too, I would say, in that game because it auto saves for you, but sometimes it'll auto save like too late. And so sometimes you get stuck in places that are not very ideal if you don't save. You mean you don't like permadeath in this game? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> Very permanent in this game. <laughs> you were giving me so much crap about not letting my people die in Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't give you any crap. Too much. Too much. Okay. Well, All right. Bear claws. How many bear claws would you give this out of 10? I think I would probably give it like, a, like an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5? It was a really nice. solid game. Really solid game. Yeah, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I, I didn't think I was going to like it as much. I didn't think he was going to like it that much. I thought it was going to be like maybe like a 7 out of 10. But it was, yeah, it was fun. I had, I had a good time with it. Anything Did else you like the up? music in that game? Yeah, it good, but depressing. The, yeah. <laughs> no, no, the soundtrack is actually uh, why I even knew what that game was. One of my friends listened to the soundtrack and had no idea what the game was. So then we were out yeah, checked it out. And uh, yeah. That's how I got into it. Yeah. <laughs> you like depressing things. <laughs> we can tell depressing music. No, I, this is, is, is very orchestral. I didn't remember it being super depressing sounding, but. Well, so I do have a question for Nick. So Eli and Morgan both agree that it's a depressing game. Uh-huh. How about you? Did you walk away being like, uh. Um, not after what, what, when I was victorious in the end, you know, because uh, the end of the game is hard. I would just say that. That is the most intense part of the game by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first time I did not make it through the end of the game. I How think the, when I made it through the last time, I think I had 400 or something. Wow. I had a ton. Well, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Really good. And I had like 7,000 coal or wood or whatever. So huh. I was doing pretty good. Yeah. Hey, but I did make it through the first time I played the game. So, I mean, not, not that this is a competition or anything, <laughs> but... Hey, you started on PS4 and then went to PC because you failed. I that think. is true. Oh, I that didn't is. Fail. No, I didn't fail. <laughs> you didn't restart it. <laughs> I just didn't get And you that restart far. every time. I, I never restarted. Yeah, I didn't even know manual save was an option. I didn't restart in that one playthrough I went all the way through. I just restarted the second time playing through. That Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like my final run through it, I was just going through super slowly like uh, pausing it all the time. That's that's probably the biggest complaint with it is that there is a, like, a lot of micromanagement if you're trying to do the absolute best that you can. Um, so I'm pausing it every five seconds, it feels like. Mm. And just trying to maximize all of my time. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, I kind of like that it, aspect of it. I like being able to pause and micromanage it, I guess. Because that, that kind of stresses me out in normal city builder survival games like that a little bit. Like yeah. just the continuous uh, timer that are in a lot of those games. So I, I like being able to pause it. But anyways, uh, Morgan, what about your game? Yeah, so I played Unpacking. Sorry. Okay, wanted to move the mic closer. All right, so I played Unpacking. Um, it's a... I was asking Eli earlier. I was like, "What what genre does this fit into?" Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? I no yeah, like it, I mean, I guess I'll I'll just, yeah. What do you guys think? It's an unpacking sim. <laughs> that, tra- that traditional category. I don't know. It's kind of like a little bit like House Flipper. A little bit. I would say it's one of those like ultra chill games. Like, uh, it's like cat lateral damage. <laughs> cat lateral damage can be stressful. You have time limits for a while. That's true. You do that. have a time limit. Well, yeah. Okay. So, unpacking. Yeah. In unpacking, you 
um, the goal is to just unpack these boxes that are in the rooms that are given to you. I think the first um, place that you unpack only has one room or maybe it has a bedroom and a bathroom. I can't remember, but progressively these, these places you're unpacking get a little bit bigger or sometimes they're smaller because of life events and stuff. But um, you unpack the room, you put things in the places that you feel like are appropriate. And then sometimes at the very end, once you've unpacked all the boxes, you'll get like red flashy, like, Oh, move this somewhere else. This isn't the right place. And so you'll have to figure out where that goes instead. Um, and so you start in this character's um, childhood room and it's their first bedroom. And the only dialogue you get the entire game is like one one sentence below each photo, below each move that you've just unpacked. And I think there's, oh, I, I don't know, seven places, eight maybe. I don't know how many places you unpack, but, but um, you get one line for each place and so the first one's like my very first room and the next one's like i'm off to college or something like that you know and, and so you follow this character as they go through their life um first bedroom uh, college life you you see some of the same items like throughout their their lifetime it's like they, they always have the same stuffy like lovey animal they always have the same i think they have a D character that at the very end of the game is painted and so you're like oh ooh, that's what they finally did it you know that's cool <laughs> you know, whatever um or I'm trying to think um, there was you see life events without actually hearing about the life event. So at one point, uh, spoiler, this is a short game, by the way, this is like a I beat this game in three or four hours, maybe five hours. Yeah. I can't remember. It was it's pretty short. And um, so one of the life events, I guess, that you're watching is is. She's finished college. You know she's finished college because she has a, a degree. She has a diploma that's framed. And she moves in with her first, first boyfriend or something. And you can tell by the things that are already in the apartment that he's very like type A personality. Everything's very clean cut. He's a, He seems like he's a bachelor and, and or has been a bachelor for a long time. And it's like just very precise. And I don't know, just everything is this like no mismatch forks, no mismatch utensils or, or like the, the bedding is all perfectly square and, and just everything is, is nice and neat and she's more eclectic. And so you can tell by the personalities I was, as I'm unpacking, I'm like, Oh boy, this is very interesting. Like their personalities don't look like they fit, you know, or whatever. And, um, at the very end of unpacking this, this, unpacking their stuff at this apartment um the diploma instead of going on the wall there's no wall space and so i was like what on earth and so i I was stuck there for a while trying to figure out where to put the stupid diploma spoiler you have to put it under the bed there's like no space for it anywhere else and and so like i had to put it there and i was like what like it accepted that (laughs) like that's Oh, like all that hard work. It's like, it kind of like tore at me a little bit, even though it's like not a sad game. It's just like a, oh, like she, she did whatever the degree was. She did all that work for it and it's over. Like it feels like that's what it felt like. Anyways, like she's willing to shove it away for this relationship or whatever. I don't know. It was, it was very interesting. So, and then you see her again, I'm making assumptions. I think it's a girl. <laughs> whatever um it is, you see yeah. her move back into her folks place because you recognize the old bedroom that was from the very first move you see them move into like a new place you see like the progression of getting a baby or like excuse me preparing for a baby once life moves on it's just like it was really interesting to get one line for each uh unpacking and like still know what's going on in their life kind of like it, i don't know 
I liked it. I liked the game. It was short. I disliked that. <laughs> like it was, it was really short. Like I feel like they could have, well, I don't know. I guess in real life, I mean, unless you're military or kind of an extraordinary life situation, you're not going to be moving a crazy amount of time typically, I guess. And so this is, this was a realistic, I guess they could have done it with another story. They could have, they could have had like, yeah, they could have had like multiple people that you're moving and like following their lives. I would have liked that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd recommend it. I don't know who to like, it's so short and like, <laughs> maybe, maybe Maggie would like it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the end. <laughs> how to how live up to your expectations. Oh, Okay. Oh, this first and then next. Okay. So, um, it le- lived up to my expectations, I guess. Like, I don't know. I was, I mean, <laughs> Gwen had told me a little bit about it beforehand, just briefly. And, and it, it was fun. And, and I, yeah, it lived up to them. <laughs> Sorry. What was that, Nick? Oh uh, yeah. I was just going to say, it's just a, an interesting, uh, type of storytelling where it, it tells you very little and you fill in the rest of everything else yourself, essentially. Yeah. Like you're telling yeah. the story in your head. I think that's yeah. a cool way to do it. That yeah. not not a lot of games do. Yeah, I really yeah. like that part of it too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it was satisfying too, because after well, for example, just with the diploma, after she, even though she moves back home into her folks' place, there's still a spot on the wall for that diploma. And then when she gets her own place or whatever, there's a spot on the wall for that diploma again. And you can see the progression <laughs> because like that she's living her degree. Like she's, she's using, excuse me, her degree um, because you see more, more tools around for, for her trade. Like she's she seems like some sort of an artist because she's got these, the fancy markers and stuff that I've seen with that my sister has and stuff. And, and she's got all these things and um, artist tools and, and like the drawing pads and fancy things. And so She's like doing it. I'm like, yeah, he pulled it out. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that diploma belongs. Is that on the a wall. game? Is that a game that you think you'll ever go back to and just play it again, just for fun? Like how you'd rewatch a movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I would, but probably not for a while. It was. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. <laughs> so what? Do you, what do you rate that game on our patented bear claw system? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably. I probably give this. I probably give it a nine because nice. I can't. Wow. I can't let Eli's rating beat mine. Not with. Oh, not with Frostpunk. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. No. I. I. I would give it a nine. Actually, I think they did a very good job with it. The mechanics work. There's like little sticker rewards if you like. If you put something in the right spot or in a in a spot that it, one of the options that works. Like if you put the. The I don't I don't I can't even remember but like sometimes if you put things in specific locations, the the notebook or whatever will work in the bedroom, but it also works in the office. And if you put it next to this item, then you'll get like a little sticker reward saying, "Oh, you did this like clever little." I, I don't have an example to say for it, but um, I liked the different mechanics for it. it. It ran smoothly. It was it was just really short. Honestly, that was my only I think my only beef with it was it was just kind of disappointingly short like there at the very beginning you see three books and you're thinking oh that means like there's three different things you can do right three different like lives you can follow. no it's not three different lives that's three different save files <laughs> so three different people can play the game <laughs> so yeah yep so does it not have a satisfying conclusion no it did yeah no it was it was sweet and she gets a baby and she's in a healthy relationship and it's just like so much better but so short like seriously like why on earth is this like a three or four hour game 
Like you could like I feel like the developers of this could have done I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they could have done like several other different like in and it wouldn't have been that well, maybe, I mean I'm not a developer. I have no idea, but it it just feels like they could have done more in my opinion to make it a longer game and I, I mean how, we have it on Game Pass, but how much is it typically? Do we know? know? Like I'm 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 curious Andy. about that. So I'm guessing it's not over $15. I guess there's that too. It is an indie, so that there's that, but could be wrong. Yep. I kind of like that it was short. I think it would go in their favor too. Like if it's like, you know, someone that doesn't play often and they're like, Oh, I just need to pass a few hours. And that's, that's what happened with me. I was like, Oh, and then I got to almost the like second to last room, I think. And, and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go to bed. And Nick's like, I think you're almost done. And I was like, Oh really? <laughs> and then sure enough, like I, <laughs> I finished and then I was like, Oh yeah, I am done. <laughs> the whole game is done. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I also get like the fact that they they do a story and without many words and mm-hmm. I, I can see how it would also be like disappointing that it's not long because you're like, wow, the fact that you can convey all of that with like nothing is amazing. Did yeah. you take each did you take a picture in each room? Because it gives you like a different like little saying in the book every time you do it. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I I mean, I took a picture in in one room (laughs) each time. That was it. I didn't even know that was an option. I mean, I didn't try anyway. So yeah, you can actually go back through and you can take uh, a different picture in each room. Like you can go back and I was silly and did that. (laughs) So it gives you more information. A little bit, but not, not too much though. It still doesn't. Yeah the story is still definitely created with, you know, whatever you're picking up from what's going on. So. Well, I I mean, like that gives me more incentive to go back and play it sooner, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Did you have any thoughts on this game, Eli? Well, I just watched Morgan play it. For For like half a sec. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not too long because. I mean, it took me two nights, like just like not even two full nights to finish it. So. Um, Yeah. It looked, looked like a pretty like relaxing game. Like you just unpack things and place them on the wall or place them throughout the room. Yeah, it seemed pretty relaxing. And I had no idea that they had they did any of that with a story element other than what Morgan had told me. But just, um, yeah, so I thought that was a pretty cool aspect to it. I thought for a second. I'm a nerd and every time, sorry, I finished a room, I'd be like, look, Nick, look, look at my room. <laughs> yeah, this, this game's not really for me. I played the first scenario and then when it got like where you're doing, putting away in like four different rooms. I was like, Oh boy, this is too much. I don't like unpacking in real life. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you want to put down, I got to put down my, my rating on that nine. Sounds good. Nine. Go ahead, okay. go ahead and hear from Nick. I'm curious about this one. All right. So yeah, I, I had a fire emblem awakening. I played it on a, a 2ds, which is the first time I've ever seen that thing. <laughs> Let's go back to the rating of the what the consoles look like. This is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen, I think. It looks like a doorstop. <laughs> yeah, what is this? I Even after playing it for like 40 hours, I cannot figure which way is up and which way is down. Like, it feels more comfortable holding it upside down. <laughs> the nice thing about it, though, is that it's basically like indestructible. Yeah, if I grab it at night, I'll grab it sideways. It, I, I cannot tell which way I'm holding this thing ever. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Lucky oh, it man. only has one joystick. Otherwise, I would never figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, I like, you know, the just a bit like I kind of dig the system, like just how it works. I like this little suspend switch. I'm guessing the 3DS, you probably just close it to put it in suspend. But that's a really cool feature. It's like instant. So that's that's always nice. Uh, yeah. If you leave it on suspend for like a day, it will die. So that's not good. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the battery life is is really bad, like two or three hours. So if, I don't know, if I was ever playing like a long session, mm-hmm. even with like the – I mean, it does have like a built-in – feature to make you not want to play it anymore, which makes your hands cramp up. So there is that. Um, <laughs> okay. How about the game now? Let's talk about the game. Oh, uh, so we could do readings on systems oh. next guys. <laughs> All right. No, him and Eli already did that. Fair enough. Okay. Just so works. fire, fire emblem awakening. I, I assume that it's like, like all the other fire emblem games that I've never played. This is apparently fire emblem 13. Out of sixteen, I have no idea. Um, it's it's like a strategy, like tactics style game that then when you fight it switches into like a just for an aesthetic it switches to like a Final Fantasy type just view turn based just hit each other a couple times. Uh, towards the end, I turn that off though because it takes way too long. Um, but yeah, I finished the game and. 28 hours. It would have been probably 26, but I left it on in my locker at work once because I was taking it to work and playing it at work on all my breaks. So, <laughs> hey, I'm, you I'm said you finished it. What you guys, I finished it. Yep, I beat it. Huh. And cool. it would have would have been 26 hours, but yeah. Um, the story, uh, oh boy, is it's complete garbage. Like, I think they wrote that on a napkin. <laughs> Some of the gameplay elements where you, how you get a, almost all your, like your cool new weapons are really dumb. Like you'll have like eight people at the bar or whatever, or the tavern or whatever it is. And I don't know. And one person walks around a table. It's like, Oh, I found a weapon. What was that doing here? Next person walks around. Same thing over and over and over. How many weapons are there? What are you doing? <laughs> Somebody probably went to use the bathroom and you're stealing their weapons. Come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just, uh, I was not engaged with any of the story. Actually, I didn't skip anything this time. Apparently I'd actually played this game before. Eli forced me to play this probably a few years ago. I forgot completely. because one of the save files was, Hey, that's mine. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> no way. Wait, how long was it though? Oh, I, don't, I didn't think you had played it much. I though. have no idea. I thought you no, played, I played it. Like it I think it, it only had like an hour or 45 minutes or something. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so, think it was too much. Yep. Uh, I spent uh, probably the last couple hours, which I didn't need to do, because I did every single thing that I could do other than um, a a big, big, big part of this game is making your people have relationships. Like, uh, you essentially just pair them up together on the battlefield, and then they'll fall in love eventually. Like, after four fights, they're in love, they're married. You don't get a choice when they get married, so (laughs) if you don't want those people to get married, you better separate them, because they're getting married. (laughs) <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of my people are like oh they these people kind of hate each other Let's see where this is going oh no they're getting married wow that was weird <laughs> <laughs> like uh one of the relationships that i had was uh frederick and pam uh frederick is disgusted by the animal creature <laughs> and then oh he gets over that they get married 
I don't know. <laughs> so, what were you going to say, Eli? I was going to say, I, I don't think I gave you any heads up that that was going to happen. So were you kind of surprised that happened the first time? Yeah, because the first person that got married was Crom. He got married to uh, Soli. And they've, they were maybe a C rank. The only person he was paired up with before that was like me. I was like my character. They can't get married. There's a lot of the stuff in the game is, I mean, kind of spoilers, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of the people have babies. So, and then you have the instant adults, essentially. <laughs> so as soon as you have a kid, or as soon as the people get married, it pops up in other missions. I'm guessing there's a lot more that I missed because I just didn't care. Um, you skipped side missions? missions gonna, what? There weren't, any, there weren't any side missions that I skipped. I did all the ones that I had. Those were the hardest missions. The paralogs, whatever that word means. <laughs> um, <laughs> paralog missions 19 through whatever were pretty tough. Uh, I, that's the part where I just I was like, okay. And then just grinded like crazy before the end game. And my characters were like, uh, super I don't know, 270. Oh, yeah. They're they're super overpowered. My guy, like, none of my main... And then I also figured out how to level up your people easily. You just send them in a battle by themselves. And, uh, like, sending two people paired together, that's it. And then they'll kill everyone. And nobody can hit them. So, it makes the... It kind of cheeses through the game. Uh, but, yeah... That's how I got like, and I got like uh, maybe ten characters up to like, uh, I don't know what that's what their power levels called, but like two fifty, and then no one can be hit essentially, and it made the rest of the game just super 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 easy. Um, and you played a there was one the huh? you played on normal right? There's normal and advanced right? Yeah, I I started on hard with uh, permadeath on, and then I stopped at probably eight hours into it, and then just uh, started over on normal <laughs> with no permadeath and then i played for like an hour and then you told me don't do that so then uh then i was like no nah. then i just went back then I, then I started again and went back to normal with permadeath on and just did it that way did you uh, lose any characters towards the end of the game the only characters i lost were ones that i could have recruited that i didn't oh okay. there's a couple missions where you have to save townspeople while they all died um, which is fine. There's there's one guy named Donald that that I had to try a few times to get. That was the first time. Donald's so terrible. He's useless. <laughs> it's true. Oh hey, but, okay. Yeah. I have a question. So yeah, we, um, this was brought up. Um, I don't know where it was brought up, but like someone was asking him if you if you play, um, like if you have the option with your party to level up everyone. Do you level up everyone or do you just focus on like, you know, three or four people? Uh, is I mean, it, mine was like 10 people, which is like every character I had to take. I never it took different people. I took the same people every time. I kept leveling them up. I okay. looked at uh, uh, Morgan or I guess both your save files. I accidentally clicked on yours when I was loading mine. Then I was like curious. I was like, huh, let's see what your characters are. And you uh, were not all the way done yet. You still had maybe a couple hours left in the game, but just stopped. I don't know why. Oh, you um, a couple hours. Right, it, was I probably at those, it was probably at those paralog missions where you couldn't beat it the first try. You're like, I give up. That's that's kind of what I felt like doing at that point. And then you just skip those missions, come back later. But Eli's characters were all like uh, power level 150, like all of them. Um, 
but he had a few less characters as well. I had, I think, several <laughs> more characters died. than he did. Because when in, anybody <laughs> died in my game, I just left them. And I just went to the next mission. I tried to go through but almost, almost all the game without Yeah, almost none dying. of my characters died because they can't die, essentially. Um, but yeah, the first time they were all dying, and that's what's getting me frustrated. <laughs> but Mor- Morgan was playing on hard, and Eli was playing on normal, so... Mm-hmm. Was Take I? That however you will. Yep, you were on hard with no permadeath on. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. So know as that. long as you finish the mission, they come back. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that. But though, it was actually uh, there was a couple like actually like little touching parts towards the end of the game, which was nice. Which is a nice change of pace. So some of the story actually kind of matters. Um, I'm still. I mean, this is a big spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, just don't listen for the next few seconds. Is your person a kid as well? Like a future past kid? I don't understand. Future past kid? No, it's all all alternate timelines. And then all the kids that you have are immediately adults from the future. They come, they're always like time travel stuff. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. And I couldn't tell if my character was one of those or not. Morgan didn't want to hear that. I'm I'm just really (laughs) confused because I don't actually know who you're talking about. And so, not what, but who. There's okay. One of the kids wait, wait. Yep. No, I'm just. I mean, I'm taking out my headphone now. I can't even hear what you're saying. My earpiece. You, you're far is enough out. to hear some of these kids, haven't you? You just tell me when to put it back. You, you haven't seen like Lucina. What? Did you hear she's that too? Hearing. No. Is, is Morgan? No, she's not, not hearing. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to hear. Does Morgan know who Lucina is? She is? I think she's in her party. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You know who Lucina is. Yeah. But I guess. Yeah. We should probably put a spoiler tag at the beginning of this episode. Just I in did. Case. I put it right there. He did. He said spoilers for this next part. Spoilers. And then Morgan listened. The no, I Morgan thought you were listen. talking about <laughs> listeners, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go back and play it? You probably haven't played it in five years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you'll go back and play it. Do you think I'll go back and play it? Yeah, I think eventually. You can put it back in now. You can I promise you, if spoiling the entire story is not ruining it because the story is bad. <laughs> so I, the stories that I've always, like I have always enjoyed the dialogue even as corny as it is it's always just been kind of funny to me i've never minded there's, it there's a lot of humor that does not hold up that is very very cringy uh <laughs> some weird uh not <laughs> appropriate stuff i guess i, I don't know i don't remember yeah that. i don't remember yeah. that either no <laughs> <laughs> and anytime oh. there could be like a serious moment in the story, they just break it up with like the dumbest jokes ever. But whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's why I appreciated it. I don't know. Like I It definitely never takes itself seriously until the end. And then the end actually has some serious moments, and that's actually the only parts of the story that I actually like. So I feel like uh. the earlier games, like uh, I can't remember the one. The one with Lynn in it and the one with Elwood. Um I felt like those were pretty serious, like or at times, you know. I think they still had the same humor, but some of the earlier games, I think, were. Well, I do think there are moments that are more serious in Fire Emblem Awakening too, but I think you're right. They do. Is there a sequel? A lot. No. <laughs> well, there's lots <laughs> as of them. well. Lots of them, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, there are like some different twists to the story, I guess, that are more serious, I suppose. But yeah. So bear claws. Uh, probably like a six or a seven for me. Like, uh, there's a point like at the beginning where I, I did not like it at all. And then there's like a good point in the middle, uh, where it's like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. And then I just don't think the game was deep enough to hold a lot of, uh, 
like a, a lot of my attention. So a lot of it's just like autopilot, just going through it just to get it done. Like, uh, I feel like there's the combat's not deep enough and just the, you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. But for that, that kind of a game, the length of the game's not too bad or anything. So well, yeah, I'm glad I played it. Would you it. recommend, would you recommend this to others? No, I'd recommend them better games like Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> or or like uh, an XCOM or something like that. Looks like it's time for a... Retro <laughs> minute! <laughs> so let's, let's talk about our earliest gaming memories. What do you, what's yours, Morgan? My earliest gaming memory. Oh, I don't know. Like, okay, so this is a, this is a funny one because... So my folks didn't really like consoles in the house and stuff, Game Boys, whatever. They didn't um, want them in the house because my dad actually early on when I think my my oldest brother was little, um, my dad was playing like Super Mario. I don't know. He was playing one of the Mario games and um, felt like my oldest brother was just getting too attached and like focusing too much on it, on my dad playing the game. He, like Tyler wasn't even playing it, I don't think. So... Um, so that they decided to get rid of the system and just Dad's never had it in the house again. So, for kids. And so, <laughs> so, um, so like most of growing up, my gaming experience was always at my grandma's house because my uncle Jesse left behind his NES and SNES. And so we'd play like Looney Tunes, whatever that was called. I don't know. I, was just, I just remember Looney Tunes. And then there was an Animaniacs game and we had Kirby, Kirby's adventure and, um, like my brothers would play, I don't know, like the WWF wrestling or something. And oh man, like so many games that mostly my, my earliest gaming memories are watching my brothers play or my uncle Jesse play on the NES or the SNES at grandma's house that like Sunday was the day to go and, and hang out with, with family and stuff and go down to the basement and play video games. (laughs) So yeah, like I wasn't actually the one playing them. I was just watching them and it was, I enjoyed it a lot. Actually. I had a, a, like I have a lot of happy memories, just like watching my brothers get frustrated because they got stuck on having to fight the same boss on punch out or whatever. And yeah, so it wasn't even me, but. So was that memory before or after their memory of getting your consoles taken away? Oh, I, I was not around for the consoles getting taken away after oh, okay. um, we got a little bit older. My siblings would like hide Game Boys <laughs> under the floorboards in their room because there was like a loose floorboard. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. I know it's kind of stupid. Um, but then um, as they got older, like I think my brother borrowed a, a Xbox or something from a friend and then maybe one day purchased his own or something. And, you know, just like. My parents at that point, like they're getting it with their own money or they're borrowing it from a friend. They're not going to take it away. They're not going to do anything stupid. And so like they just were really strict about you better be doing your homework first or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, we didn't really have much gaming in the house until What was later. the first game you remember playing? Oh, I don't know. Probably Pokemon, Pokemon Gold, most likely. I don't know. Yeah. And I wasn't very good at it either because I like my memory's not that clear of it. So. You're like seven or eight at this time then? I, I I don't know. Like I I just remember the only thing I remember about this game is there's a cave you have to go through to get to any like to the other half of the map, basically. And at that age I could not find the exit. And so I got to the very end and I for some reason I didn't see the door. And so I like went all the way through the cave and then back through and all the way to the other towns because I was like, Oh, I must have missed something. 
And uh, no, I just missed the door. So I remember that because the next time I played through like a, a year later, I found it so easy and I was very frustrated <laughs> that I could have gone through ages ago and I hadn't played half the game. So, yep. That's cool. Glenn, what about you? Um, I was in second grade and my parents, I don't know if they bought it or I'm not sure. Um, cause then it eventually disappeared. I'm not sure what happened to it, but, <laughs> um, we had a Nintendo system and, uh, it was the, the combination cartridge Mario and Duck Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Like the plastic guns and like everything, uh, to shoot those poor ducks. <laughs> I'm more I'm more upset about the ducks than I am Frostpunk, which I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're not going to go into that, but um, yeah, I think that's my earliest. And then after that, it was mostly like PC gaming. Um, my dad was really into that, um, so played Commander Keen, um, Duke Nukem. Um, uh, I think we did Unreal tournament too um i think we played that oh, a yeah. lot but um but yeah my earliest one was nintendo with mario and duck hunt so nice yeah cool yeah for me it was probably um just like being pretty young maybe like three or so and i just remember like our family like getting like a sega genesis or something we had a pretty pretty big family so just like Everyone almost like getting in a line to play, like one person would play and then like die. And then like the next person would come up and I was little, so I probably didn't get a very long turn. But just like, yeah, I just remember that being pretty fun. What game are you playing though? I'm curious as to what game you remember playing on the Genesis that we didn't never had. We didn't have a Genesis? It was a never. Sega Saturn then? What was it? No, definitely not. Yeah, we, we had a Mega Drive uh, way later too, but that was never our main console. The Mega Drive is the one that came alongside like the NES. Um, Did we borrow one? Because it wasn't a Nintendo console. I know that. Don't my only memories with the Sega Genesis are when I'd go over to my friend Adam Henley's house and uh, one of the times he punched me in the face. And I still went over and played this and we played games at his house. So that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Then we weren't friends after that though. So Adam, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. I don't know. I remember that, but I can't remember. Maybe I don't. Maybe my memory has uh, changed it a little bit, but I remember it wasn't a Nintendo console, though, for sure. And yeah. Yeah, I just don't ever remember being excited. The main main exciting memory for me, like regarding any new systems uh, that I can remember clearly, was when we got the the PlayStation and it was on Christmas. And. my mom gave us all the other presents first, or like the other parts of it. Well, we got the controllers. I was like, mom, we don't have this. And I was, I was like, I was like this is so wrong. And I was upset. I was like, none of this. And we got a couple games too. I can't remember which ones. I was like, well, mom, we don't own this. And then at the very end, out comes this last, the final present. And uh, oh, man. yeah, it was that. And I was so excited. So maybe it was a PlayStation you're talking about, but Yeah. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a PlayStation. Definitely so. not a PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, it w- yeah, the I timeline would track, know. essentially, because the PlayStation came out in 95. You would have been three, so. Yeah, but it wasn't a PlayStation either. I mean, like you were I three. Mean, how, how well do you 
actually. <laughs> Everybody, including myself, is questioning my memory right now. <laughs> Welcome to Nick's life. <laughs> Nick doesn't even remember what our family had. Yeah, maybe concert, we had so. a Genesis. No, his his early memories are 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 fairly good. Uh, yeah. It's just the later ones. <laughs> just a short term, the short term memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right. for mine, uh, my favorite gaming memory, which is the one I just talked about. No, no, no it's not Christmas. favorite. It's I earliest. Know. I'm just, just saying that was probably my favorite gaming memory. Uh, my earliest one, uh, I played. Are you making all those weird faces at me for it? You can't have two. What if we do no. famous gaming memory later? So famous? Now you just ruined it. <laughs> we, we could go on to we could go on to community questions because it is an hour and 46 minutes into I this right now. Okay, hurry up. What's your uh, He did though, didn't he? Oh. No, no, that was his favorite memory, apparently. I was just mentioning Oh, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My okay, earliest memories are playing on the Atari um, with my oh, cousins and my was. family. That's probably, uh, probably the Atari. Yeah, the Atari Genesis. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember playing a lot of a lot of games. They're one of the ones that stands out to me that it's not a real thing. I don't think. I think my memory is completely broken. This one down. It was like a horse game. Like you were like cowboys and you ran around like a track maybe or you shot bad guys. I honestly don't remember and I tried to look this game up before. No idea. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I played a lot of like a uh, Frogger and other things like that, but one of my most my most clear memories when we got the family present of the NES from my grandma, and uh, probably like 1987, 88, or somewhere around there. It was a few years after it came out, and then I just remember uh, hogging it for hours and hours and hours and hours, just playing through Super Mario Brothers one. So yeah, and now Eli is really questioning his memory. <laughs> <laughs> You guys had the Atari and the NES. <laughs> we had the Atari, the NES. We got the me- then we got the Super Nintendo, and then we got the Mega Drive. After that, which is just we got that from like a garage sale or something. So that was really old when we got it. So I don't think there's any hype around that. So, all right. So community questions. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> community questions. Oh, and that's not my question. Okay. No. no. <laughs> All right, Presto the Magnificent, what's your uh, words hard? uh, Favorite? What's your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, reset. What's your favorite game to play online with randos? Sorry, I hate that word, randos. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So rephrase your question next time, Presto. We'll get to it next week. All right, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Favorite game? Uh, mine would be Call of Duty. Favorite. Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah, and not well. I guess even the newer one, although the newer ones make me very mad because I am terrible at them. But specifically the older ones. <laughs> It could be like a favorite and a least favorite with Call of Duty because you're going to be yelling at those people. That's true, but that's part of <laughs> that's it. That's part that of the favorite. It, that makes it, yeah. If you want to release the stress from your day by yelling at some random people, I don't and know. And get more stressed like out at the same time. No. <laughs> you're actually no. talking to them and everything, like to real people. Um, Yelling yes at Yes and no. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily go and yell at random people, but... 
Um, a lot of times it's muting it everyone is, and then yelling at them. Yeah, it's mute everyone <laughs> and then yell at them. But sometimes so talking, <laughs> sometimes talking to them. I think that's the mo- That's the place that I met the most people. Yeah, because you have a girl name and everybody's yeah. like, oh, girl. Ooh. Yeah, most of the time <laughs> they just randomly add you, anyways. But but yeah, it's bad you're married, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait, no. Yes, yes, it's good. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. Mm. I didn't I didn't mean <laughs> I didn't mean that. I knew what you meant. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, okay. So when she figures it out, Morgan, you'll tell her. <laughs> I meant like for them, I guess. Yeah, no, that's obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not for me <laughs> at all. <laughs> what, about, um, what about you, Morgan? Sorry. No, 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 you're good. I was going to continue reading the questions, and then I realized no one else answered it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say Fortnite, but I actually, I don't play with random people online. I mean, like, you face random people online, but no, I, I don't enjoy talking to 10-year-olds when I play. So... I don't play with random people typically. I guess I have several times played Don't Starve Together online um, with random people in the past. It hasn't been anytime frequently, but, and I at that time was very, very bad at the game. I'm still bad at the game, but I was even worse for sure. So I'm sure that they really enjoyed having me on their team. But yeah, I don't, I guess I don't really have one then. I don't have a favorite game to play online. I, I, yeah what about you eli probably like favorite and least favorite is probably rocket league (laughs) (laughs) favorite um i i don't know it's it is fun to like play with just random people and kind of um play with their play styles and try to like figure out like how to play with them well like as a team um but usually yeah i I wouldn't want to like talk to them in person, they actually just added voice chat to Rocket League recently. Oh, um, but I'm just going to mute that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I would say. A lot of what stranger you, danger going around. <laughs> no, on Rocket League, people <laughs> yeah. are so toxic. People are so toxic on Rocket League just using the quick chat. Oh, they are so. <laughs> oh it's man, nice well, shot, I wonder nice how much shot, nice more shot. toxic they'd be in person. Yeah. <sighs> Hopefully a little bit less, but I, I don't know. I've never gotten out of that low that low skill rank who has the most toxic people. So apparently it gets better <laughs> once you get once you get better. Okay, it's not what, really what's true. your it's your favorite really game to play on? I'm like everyone else here too. I will mute everyone and try not to play with anybody ever. So it must be an older person. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everybody's experienced that that toxicity as a younger person. That's true. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, mine would probably be Rocket League. That's the only game I'll ever even play with random people on my team, essentially. Like, or maybe it would be like a, uh, I don't know, like an Overwatch or something. I don't, I wouldn't like playing the, with those people though. It's just something you have to do to play the game. Uh, but I will mute everyone regardless. I'm not a team player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to make friends most of the time. Even when he's actually playing friends. with friends. Yeah, sometimes it is awkward too, like when they're screaming like profanities through your controller or something. It's like, mm. how do I find this stinking mute button? Like, <laughs> yeah, quickly. Yeah. I think there's a system setting. I think I just have everything muted all the time. So 
We should do that. <laughs> so we learned today that stranger danger is big here and yep. we don't like people. We're all antisocial. Antisocial. We are yeah. all antisocial. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Presto the Magnificent, and then Monkey Thunder for earlier the earlier question about Indie Direct. <laughs> <sighs> okay. That is about it for the show. We thank you all uh, for being good time listeners. Uh, join us on Discord at Barely a Gaming Podcast with the link um, in the description of this podcast episode. And then join us at Twitch, YouTube, or Twitter at Barely AGP. So thanks again for listening. I also mentioned that coming up next week, we got uh, the next round of uh, Make You Play starting. So look forward to that. This has been a gaming podcast. Barely a gaming podcast. Bye. See ya. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>